I was, I am a criminal. I deserve to be on the cross, but I don't know how I ended up next to Jesus. As I confess my sins to him, he forgives me, me, a criminal. And this is my story. There are four of us, and we lived in the caves in the Judean hills near the road from Jerusalem to Jericho. The way we survived is by taking what did not belong to us. We would watch as people walked along the road. We would stop them, and we would take whatever we could get our hands on. We wouldn't really go after the big groups. They traveled together for safety. But a family or a few people traveling together alone, well, they should know better. A strong staff would usually do the trick. I would threaten them, and most of the time they would give up without much fight. But I've been known to break a few bones. I've probably killed somebody, too. But then again, I never stayed long enough to find out. So the first time that I met Jesus, I went to a party in Jericho at the home of a rich tax collector named Zacchaeus. Jesus was walking around talking with people, and for some reason I was drawn to him. And I actually got to meet him. I walked up and I introduced myself. We shook hands, and then he started to look inside of me. Now, I don't mean he he just looked at me, but I felt like he was looking into my soul. And this is a place that I don't allow anybody to go, not even my closest friends. I have my secrets. I've done things that, frankly, I'm ashamed of, but I only did them to survive. So when Jesus started to look in that part of me, I turned away. I didn't want him or anyone else to see that my eyes started to well up and tears started to stream down my face. But he put his hand on my shoulder and he said, I know, I know everything is going to be okay. How does he know that everything's going to be okay? He doesn't even really know me. Even if he did, how is he going to... Make sure everything is okay. How is God going to forgive me for what I have done? I don't deserve forgiveness. I don't even want forgiveness. Because if I accept forgiveness from Jesus, that means that I am saying what I have done is is wrong. How can it be wrong just to survive? I choked back the tears and I said, thank you. And I walked away. And as I walked away, I, I wiped some of the tears from my eyes and, and I quickly turned back and he, and he looks at me again right in my eyes and he smiles. I couldn't help but smile back and then I left. I really didn't sleep much that night. I was tossing and turning, replaying what had happened in my head. I was thinking about Jesus. I could still feel his hand on my shoulder. I could still hear his voice telling me that everything is going to be okay. And as I thought about it, I wanted to know more. 
So the next day I went to the temple where Jesus was teaching. I've never done this before. I, I don't like to be seen outside of the woods. Typically, if I'm not robbing somebody, I'm resting and relaxing. But I felt compelled to hear more about what Jesus had to say. Jesus was talking about a kingdom, comparing it to a mustard seed, talking about the kingdom of heaven. Now, over the years, I've heard some people talk about the kingdom of heaven, but I thought it was some fantasy type thing, not a place that I could actually go to. I spent the entire day listening to Jesus' teachings. I wanted to ask him some questions, but I was afraid. I felt like I didn't belong there. I didn't want to cause a scene or really get noticed by anybody. I did catch Jesus looking at me a few times, but I turned away trying not to make eye contact with him. I got back to the, to the cave and, and I told the other guys what I had heard. They wrote it off and they told me that it was nonsense. They said that I was crazy to listen to him, that I shouldn't have even gone there. Well, soon after that, we, we got word that a good score was arriving soon. So we got ready. We got in position and we saw this family coming over the hillside and we started to make our move. But this time we were ambushed by Roman guards. We were set up. Most of the guys got away, but, but James and I, we didn't. We got caught and we were brought in to the temple. James is mad at me. He blames me for our capture. He said that if I didn't go and listen to Jesus, this would have never happened. And he could be right. The trial went quickly and we were sentenced to death. Death on a cross. I began to accept what I had done, and I know that I am receiving what I deserve. James, on the other hand, is pleading his innocence. He tells the guard that this was a setup, and he starts to blame me for his mistakes. I don't really understand what he's thinking, but I began to realize that he is not the friend that I thought he was. After the trial, we were dragged outside, and they beat us. They brought us into the streets of Jerusalem, and then they threw us in prison. No mercy for the kind of guys we are. I said to James, well, maybe Jesus can come and save us. You know, Jesus was talking about that little faith, and that little faith could go and bloom into something great. I told him maybe Jesus would forgive us from all that we had done and maybe we can go to this place called the kingdom of heaven. James gets up in my face and he snarls and then he spits at me. He punches me in the stomach and I fall to the ground. He begins yelling at me. He told me that I was the one that caused all of this. It was my fault and that we were going to die and that God wants nothing to do with either one of us. And I lay there and I cry. I don't know when, but I fell asleep. I woke up to the next morning with loud noises outside. I, I try and hear what is, the commotion is all about. And then I overheard two guards talking. That they said that they arrested Jesus and that they were going to crucify him. 
Is this the same Jesus that I met only a few days earlier? Is this the same Jesus that was teaching in the temple about peace and about love? What is happening? Well, from the sounds of it, the crowd started to go, grow and it got louder and louder outside. Two of the guards came in and they said that they were going to release one of us. I began to pray that it's me. And James is pleading for his life. But they walk right by us. And they bring out Barabbas. He was a known criminal. Nothing that I had ever done would compare to what he has done. And the guards were laughing to themselves a little bit, thinking that the crowd would never choose to release him, so they might not release anybody. I don't really know how to talk to God. I heard Jesus talk about prayer, so that's what I've been doing all day, praying for my life. We hear the crowds yelling outside, crucify him, crucify him, crucify him. We think that Barabbas is going to be crucified, but but then they bring in Jesus. He is barely able to stand. Did the crowds really release Barabbas and decide to crucify Jesus? Pilate comes back and, and he starts to question Jesus. I watch as Jesus stands there, not saying a word. In frustration, Pilate leaves. The guards come in and they take James and myself and Jesus. We were being prepared to be crucified. They treat Jesus worse than they treat us. It seems as though they were really enjoying what they were doing to him. We were all brought to Golgotha. James and I are hung on the cross. Our arms are tied to beams. Our feet are tied around the poles. This is no way for anyone to die. Then I see Jesus. I was wondering why he wasn't with us. He is covered in sores. He can barely stand. Blood seems to be pouring out every pore in his body. He wasn't tied to the cross like us. His hands and his feet were nailed into the cross. James is on his left. I am on his right. This isn't any normal crucifixion. Mobs and mobs are people there just because of Jesus. The Pharisees are mocking him. The Roman soldiers are casting lots for his clothes. They are offering sour wine on a stick and Jesus is not taking in anything. He is not saying a word. Then James starts to yell at Jesus too. Get us down from here. They say that you can do that. Why don't you save us? Don't you even care? And Jesus slowly lifts his head. And he says, Father, forgive them. For they do not know what they do. Forgiveness from the cross? I can't imagine what is going on here. James doesn't even care what Jesus is saying. He doesn't slow down and I can't stand it anymore. He starts yelling at Jesus. But out of exhaustion, James starts to quiet down. The Pharisees lose interest. 
And I can't really get that moment in Jericho out of my mind. I can't forget Jesus' eyes, His words. I can still feel His hand on my shoulder. It's getting harder and harder to breathe. Talking makes it so much harder. And I see Jesus, He's in bad shape. Exhausted, in excruciating pain. His breath is labored. He isn't going to last much longer. And I can see that. But somehow, I can see beyond all of that. He was the Messiah. He is the Messiah. No matter what those priests and those Romans and those Pharisees have done to Him. And when He dies, I know that He is going to the kingdom that He was telling us about. So I yell over to him, Jesus! He opens his eyes. Those are the same eyes, the same piercing, loving, honest eyes. Jesus, I said, when you come into your kingdom, would you remember me? His words are labored. His lips are parched, but I can hear him pretty well. And he said, truly, truly, I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise. His eyes droop. He is fading quickly now, but I believe him. I believe him. And this is what gets me through the next few hours. Knowing that God loves me, that Jesus loves me, a criminal, and I will be with him in paradise. Amen.